You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. 702. What's up, Bongani? On 072-702-1702. Of course, uh, it's the countdown of all countdowns as we head to the ANC's national conference in less than two weeks. And a lot of questions have arisen ahead of that gathering. Some people are calling the race uh, for the presidency too close to call. Others say Cyril is comfortably in the lead. And I'm asking this afternoon, is there something to be read in the president's comments that the losers must accept the result? Does that mean, as some have speculated, that there might be rigging and the result will be stolen? Or is he backtracking because he realizes his preferred candidate might not win? And what about the speculation that there might even be a collapse of conference? What does that mean? Where does David Mabuza's so-called unity ticket and the various legal challenges from the different provinces place all of that? So with all that drama unfolding, one wonders what the state of the governing party will be once the dust settles. Until then, we are waiting to see what remains not only of the party, but indeed the kind of future that lies ahead for the country. And joining us now on the line is Business Day political editor Natasha Marion uh, to talk to us. Good afternoon to you, Natasha, and thank you for your time. Good afternoon, Bongani. Let's start with the legal challenges. Where are we on that one? 29 branches in the free state cannot have their choice confirmed. Uh, the case at NPC is still illegal. What does that all mean? Uh, because, of course, they've all come behind Mkosazana Lamini Zuma. Well, Bongani, what we're waiting for at the moment is the outcome of um, the appeal that was lodged by the KZN um, PEC. Um, in my view, that that uh, is is a bigger risk for for the ANC at this point than the Free State. Uh, the Free State leadership um, is is. Y- y- uh, meeting this afternoon to discuss a way forward on on their court uh, uh, court battle and their court ch- uh, the, the court challenge that that deemed that PC um, pr- that deemed 29 branches in that uh, pro- province illegal. So so uh, it's it's wait and see for those court judgments um, at this point in time. But for me, the bigger risk is definitely the appeal to the to the on the KZN matter and also the application by those who who in initially won the court battle um, to have that court order uh, deeming that PEC legal um, enforced, meaning uh, to remove that PEC yeah. from the leadership of the province. And if it is, what does that mean? Um, the ANC is is going to have to, to dig deep to find a solution to that one. Um, it's something that we've been grappling with at the Business Day. We've been trying to speak to, to lawyers to find out what it would mean for the largest province of the ANC's PEC to be blocked from attending the, uh, the conference. Well, if a PEC, the PEC sends a delegation of 27 members. So if the PEC delegation is, been, is blocked from attending, um, it wouldn't have such a big impact. But the PEC has overseen the running of the branch general meetings as well as the PGC. So that would be the big question. What would it mean for the branch general meetings and the PGC, which is concluding today? Now, the ANC, like any private organization with rules, is bound by law to implement them. That means it can't go against its own constitution. So what happens if, as some people have speculated, the conference were to collapse? I mean, the term of the current NEC would surely have expired or at least will do so in two weeks' time, and that would imply all sorts of disasters for the party, wouldn't it? 
that would be disastrous for the ANC. If you look at the ANC constitution, Bongani, there is no provision to extend the, the, the term of the, P, of the National Executive Committee. Um, it, it would be a very difficult situation for the, NEC, for, for the ANC because it would effectively be rendered leaderless. Um, whether, whether or not, you know, legal, legal opinions on that matter differ, there is a provision for um, the NEC to set up provincial and regional task teams. But with, um, if the NEC term cannot be extended, um, you know, there's no provision for a national task team to be set up or for a national, and, and who would set it up? That is, that th- those are questions the ANC will have to grapple with. It would actually be disastrous for the ANC, um, for, for the conference to collapse. I, at this point in time, I, I, I'm a little bit hesitant to say it will go in that direction, although, although, um, you know, many, in, there are fears inside the party that it would due to what happened, for instance, in the Eastern Cape, yeah. where you had delegates singing for two hours in a bid, you know, once they saw which direction the, 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 the conference was going in. And then we had that big flinging of chairs across, uh, across uh, between factions um, and, a, and a big delegation walking out. So there, there is, um, you know, recent experience in, in attempts to collapse a conference in, of the ANC. All right, we'll have to watch that one very closely because, of course, as you say, a collapsed conference would not only be bad for the ANC, I would go ahead and say it would be bad and disastrous for the country, and it's not really an option, let's hope. Business Day political editor Natasha Marion there on the line, and we've got to be asking ourselves, what will the losers do? What are the options for the disgruntled members of uh, that conference come the 20th of December? It's two weeks to go. Watch this space.